Hey everyone, welcome to the Classic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Ring. Today's date is February February 4th, 2015, and with me are Blake Corey. Hi there. And Jay Totoro. Howdy, dowdy. You guys doing? Howdy, dowdy. Doing pretty good. It's hump day, so I'm kind of celebrating. It's hump day every week. No, you got the howdy dowdy thing wrong. That's not howdy dowdy. That's not what they say. Who? Anybody? Everybody. Yeah, I say howdy dowdy all the time, dude. No, you've never said that to us before. Well, I don't say it to you guys. I have other friends, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, starting the podcast off with a laugh. God, you guys are horrible people. Why am I friends with you again? Because <laughs> we're the only ones you've got. <laughs> oh God, dude. Robert, I'm going to tell your boss on you. To me. The worst kind of person. Oh. How weird of a word is February? It's got that R right I know. I Whenever I have to spell it, I go February. That's how yeah, I do it. That's what I do, too. I, yeah, like, I say that in my head, but not out loud. because then oh, people... I say it out loud. Like I'll be at the bank, and I'm like, February. And they're like, oh, this kid's slow. My God, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, great. Goes it's just like Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, Can we please fix the spelling on these? It's like daylight, daylight savings, am I right? Who even participates, right? right? <laughs> uh... What you guys? What's been going on with you guys this this week, this past week, or the past two weeks? I watched the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, do you love it? it? Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm, I wasn't really a fan of either team going into it, but it was a really good game. Yeah, I really wasn't fun. really either. I, I kind of like the Seahawks a little bit, uh, but yeah, it actually it actually really was a good game, especially. At the hey, did you see that part where they threw the game? <laughs> Great. A lot of my friends are really upset about that. You guys, see the Sharks? Hey guys. Yeah, dude. What is what is up with? What? Can somebody explain to me why people are so obsessed with the shark thing? I don't get it. Because they were also because it's a meme. That doesn't make sense. It became a meme. Why did it become a meme? Like I know the guy was off like key from the rest of the sharks or whatever, but like I don't think it had anything to do with him being off key. I think it was just the fact that they were dancing sharks. Yeah, that's so weird. All right, internet gets obsessed with the weirdest things sometimes. I mean, they're cool. Don't get me wrong. But I was looking at Katy Perry the whole time. <laughs> I wasn't watching that part, but I saw it afterwards, and I I I I, I gotta hop on the. I'll hop on the shark. Really? Because I thought pass. they were pretty funny. I'll pass. So, yeah. The trees were funnier, I thought. I didn't see the trees. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Anything else awesome happening? Uh, there, there was another game that came out, but I, I don't know. I guess I'll talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, I watched Rocky Two. Oh, how was that? It was pretty much exactly the same as Rocky One. Hmm. Is that the one he partners, he teams up with Apollo, or is that later on? That must be later on. These are the only okay. I haven't seen any of the later ones. I've just seen the first one, and now I saw the second one. And they definitely don't team up in this one. But it's like the same exact thing of like, oh, he's kind of like not doing anything, and like three fourths the way through the movie, he gets like inspired to do awesome, and then he, you know, it's got like the montages of him working out and everything. Every time I go to the gym, that's what I listen to, by the way. What, the uh, Rocky music? Yeah, of course. Nice. Great song. Alright. Yep. I listen to Led Zeppelin. Do you? Mm -hmm. Pass on that. Uh, Well, okay. Anything else, or you all want to go into the news? News it is. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Rob, you're so aggressive tonight. Kind of a turn on. 
do. Can you ask your oh, boss uh, to give you tomorrow off so I can we can hang out? Maybe. What? <laughs> Can't hear you. Uh. Uh, Grim Fandango came out. Yeah, how was? I asked you about it a little bit. It's good. I'm really playing it. Well, I'm probably about. I think I'm about seventy percent of the way through. So I'm not going to talk about it today. Uh, I was trying to beat it so I could go ahead and talk about it on this podcast, but I didn't. I wasn't able to. So cool. I should have it finished by the next episode, and we'll go over it in more detail then. But overall, overall, I like the yeah. art style, and I love the 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 like characters. I guess you could say. Yeah, the art style is pretty cool. Um, it's it's got the classic uh, Lucas Arts humor. It's a uh, it's a really good game. Are you excited for the new Star Wars? By the way, I don't know if you've talked about the this. movie. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm about as excited as most people are. Like, is it looks pretty awesome, but I'm kind of we're, like we're kind of like yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not gonna hold my breath though. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Why are you? What do you? Th- what do you think? I'm kind of the same way. I mean, I, I I like the Star Wars franchise, but I'm not like you know somebody who loves it. So, but I will definitely probably end up going seeing. I think I'll actually. You know, what movie I'm actually really gonna see is Jurassic Park. I actually want to see the Jurassic. Park. I haven't seen any previews for that. It, it looks yeah, like it was like yesterday kind of that it got announced. I think. Oh, okay. Does it look good? Um, um it, it looks pretty good. I mean, can't really tell. It like, looks like the same yeah. exact story, but they don't have Newman, which is really unfortunate. Don't think, well, he died. Spoilers, dude. <laughs> Don't they have like a genetically modified dinosaur in the new one? I have. How? See, I, I don't know much about it. Don't they have a genetically modified <laughs> dinosaur in the new one? <laughs> I thought Fuck I read that me. somewhere. <laughs> I sure. Never mind. I, you know, the, I I am kind of disappointed with Star Wars that that it kind of that it retcons a lot of stuff. That's that it was. It, well, it yeah. wipes a lot of the continuity yeah. that had been written. Oh really? For, yeah, for stuff that came after it. So, I am a little bit sad about that. But uh, so, what is the new? What are the new movies, new movies based on? Is he writing like a script just kind of based on the movies, the previous movies, or is he basing it off of something else? Well, they're continuing from the previous movies. Okay, so it's going straight from the movies, not anything that he's already written. Okay, right. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I just thought I'd bring that up, like especially the Admiral Thrawn stuff. Like, I'm if that. It seems like a lot of that stuff's gonna kind of get wiped, and that's really a shame if it does. Was it good? Yeah. Okay. But but aside from that, like like Blake said, movie looks really cool, but everybody's just kind of waiting to see at this point. Speaking of Star Wars, Star Wars, we have a few Star Wars news things. Do you want to hear about them? Blake, I I agree. I I'm (laughs) with Blake. Whatever Blake says. (laughs) (laughs) I I is it retro gaming? Uh yeah. There's actually sure, two, I guess. two two Star Wars retro gaming things. One is there's a Star Wars Humble Bundle going on right now. Yeah, I thought that might be one of the uh, options there. Yeah. One it's, of the news bits. Mm-hmm. It's is got, it all the games that they just been talking about lately? It has. So it's got 12 days left. So you should still, if you're listening to this episode when it gets posted or shortly after, you should have time to still go check it out. It's got uh, Star Wars. It's got Knights of the Old Republic. Jedi Knight, uh, colon, Jedi Academy. Dark How many Force? of these games have you played? Huh? How many of these games have you played? If you I, want played to talk the, I, I played those two. Um, okay. It's also got Dark Forces, which is the first Star Wars FPS. I've okay. played that one as well. Um, and those are the ones that are strictly in the pay-what-you-want part. And then the Beat the Average, which is right now at $11.44. It's got 
uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Ooh. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic 2. Republic Commando. Uh, and more to come. And I actually have not played any of those. And then if you pay $12 or more, you get, uh, the Star Wars Empire at War Gold Pack. And, uh, the Force Unleashed Ultimate Sith Edition and the Force Unleashed 2. Out of those, I've only played the Force Unleashed. Cool. It's not that good. Or I didn't like it. But, uh, it's definitely a, uh, a a good looking... Humble Bundle? uh, Humble Bundle, yeah. At least go for like the dollar and get Knights of the Old Republic, Jedi Academy, and Dark Forces. That's, that's, that's worth it, I'd say. Uh, I own Republic Commando and, uh, I feel like one or two others on here. Uh, so that's so really I haven't bought game. this. Huh? Battlefront's a really fun game. The whole series is really fun. That's well, what it I was at the time. I really want to play those too. Um, the other Star Wars thing is that uh, let me pull it up here. So last time uh, on the last episode, the uh, the second round of LucasArts games on GOG came out, but they actually had a few more coming out after that. So it's like <laughs> wait, it's like. The second round is still going on sort of over the period of a few okay. days. Um, so the ones that came out that we talked about last time. So there was a first round a while back and it had, you know, uh, the big ones were X-Wing and uh, TIE Fighter and, and uh, Sam and Max and all those. Then on the last episode, they came out with X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter, X-Wing Alliance, Galactic Battlegrounds, Battlefront 2, Dark Forces, and Knights of the Old Republic 2. And then, so that was the day, the day I think that we recorded the last episode. Two days after that, on GOG, they got, uh, Rogue Squadron. Ooh, that's, uh-huh. a, that's one of my games that I played as a kid. Yeah, yeah, same here. Very frustrating game. I oh, broke a oh, lot man, of GameCube really controllers. It's, I, I, that's exactly. The Y Wing was the dumbest fucking piece of shit flying mechanical thing I've ever seen. Like, you'd be like, all right, I'm going to go left here and would dive bomb into the ground and just blow up. And you're like, all right, well, I'm going to go kill myself now. Thanks for the fun. Uh huh. That's exactly how I remember it, too. It's, uh, it was fun, but then it got really frustrating and basically impossible. Did you ever beat it? Uh, no. I got to the second to last level. I found out a couple years a couple years ago actually I read I was like I wonder what the last level was like I was one level away and that level literally I did not I could not figure out how to beat the second to last level I I just it fathomed me like I don't I don't know how it's even possible <laughs> anyways uh Star Wars Rebellion also came out Star Wars Rebellion is I had a lot of fun with it I'd like to go back and play it and see if it's as good as I remember it's a uh it's a uh it's a it's a real time strategy game Interesting. But it's not like uh, some of the other ones. Like, there are a couple other uh, Star Wars real-time strategy games that are a lot like, uh, you know, like uh, like StarCraft and stuff like that. Sure. This one is not like that at all. It's There's a huge map of, like, the galaxy, basically. Okay. And you have bases on various planets and stuff. And you're trying to uh, kind of, like, you're, you're building, uh, like, ship factories on planets and, like, telling them... That you want to, you know, like train troops here and train this kind of unit over here, and then eventually you can send them to uh, the the goal of the game is to, uh, oh gosh, it's to take over Coruscant, I think, or something along those lines. And it's not like you're manually clicking and moving units around. It's a lot more like you're, you're using a, a like a window based interface and saying, okay, I want to build troops here. I want to move some from this planet to this to that planet. I want these spies to go on a mission here, that kind of stuff. Okay. 
Uh, I remember having a lot of fun with this when I was little. Uh, well, I guess I was probably like uh, can, you co- can you compare it to any game that you that we may have played? <sighs> not. I'm trying to think of something like the closest thing I can think of is something like Civ, but it's really not like Civ at all. Hmm, okay. Uh, I really can't. It sounds a little bit like a game I'm actually going to talk about today. So, uh, if you look at like here's the here's the page. I'll I'll show you the page for it on uh on GOG. And it's got some screenshots, and that that'll give you a pretty good idea of what it looks like. But it's 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 sort of hard to. There's really not been any RTS that I've ever played that's that's very much like this at all. Hmm. Like I said, I really liked it when it came out. I'm not sure if it's, if it would hold up though. But I, I I'll probably play it at some point. In the so, some of these old RTSs, the problem with them, it's actually something I want to talk about a little bit today, is that with how good that you you and I and probably a lot of people have become at RTSs, playing these old school ones, they're a joke. Like if you have basic mechanics and decent macro, most of these games you can beat with beat within like a couple hours. That, that's true. This game doesn't really use macro or mechanics. Okay. It's it's more like it plays a lot more like a turn based strategy game where you're okay. deciding like it's more based on what you want to build and all that kind of stuff. And there there is no micro whatsoever. I <laughs> guess you would say there is some macro because obviously you got to like manage your economy. Is the is the battle system just kind of like whatever numbers like it's just like numbers? Uh, numbers? you know they they might have a little bit. I think the battle system is a little bit more in depth. Like if you have uh, ships fighting each other, it actually it's not like a great interface, and you can just let you can just leave it alone and it'll like do it all on its own, okay. or you can like zoom into it and actually control some of this stuff and tell them what to do. I remember not ever doing that because it it was basically pointless. Uh, and very difficult, but you can, if you want to, kind of get a little bit more involved in the actual battles. Okay. Um, so, okay, so it was uh, uh, Rogue Squadron, Star Wars Rebellion, and uh, Star Wars Empire at War Gold Pack. Those came out. Those are the ones that came out a couple of days after uh, the first round of Star of Star Wars stuff, or I guess technically the second round, and then. A few days after that, they came out with three more, which were the, uh, this is all GOG once again. This is uh they came out with Jedi Knight Dark Forces two, Republic Commando, which are which already had been available uh, on Steam and stuff like that. It's Star Wars Starfighter. So GOG got like a shitload of Star Wars games. Yeah, they did. <clears throat> That's what I was Very poetic way of putting it. Yes. I know. And that's all the Star Wars news. You want to talk about <laughs> non-Star Wars things? Uh, yeah, we can talk about some classic games. Hold on one minute. Well, actually, actually, this is classic games. Why did you get my heart rate up? Also, Dragon Quest V is now on iOS and Android. Interesting. Did you get it? No. <laughs> did you hear about the guy who did the Super Mario World glitch without, uh, yeah. without any help? From like a, from a, the guy that beat the game. Oh no, is that the one where the guy like ran around the map and did a bunch of random shit to like set up certain components and then he like one shot like it just goes straight to credits. Yeah, in like yeah. six minutes. I, I'm sorry, I don't I don't understand like like the fact that that's considered the world record. It's basically a tool assisted speedrun, except what's special about it is he actually did it himself without using. Yeah, it. I, I watched him do it on his because he he like posted a video after he did it too. It's pretty because he didn't think he was gonna be able to do it. Did yeah, you, did yeah, you yeah. Okay. I thought he messed it up. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, but I just don't understand why that's considered the world record. Like, why is 
Like, I don't know. That, that's, well, like, I think, that's my... Blake, correct me if I'm wrong, but as far as speedruns go, it's basically like if you can do it in the game, it's allowed. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Uh, it, depending on which categories they're, you're running, depend, uh, changes up yeah. the rules of what you need to do to finish the run. For example, Super so Mario like World. Percent. Like, in Super Mario Brothers 3, there's a no warp whistle run. So you have mm-hmm. to play through all the worlds. Uh, then there's any percent. Any percent usually means do anything and everything possible you can to beat the game as fast as possible. So in the case of Super Mario Brothers 3, that's the kind of category where you would use, uh, where you would use the warp whistles just to get to World 8 as fast as you could. And in general, the any percent, it's like, in this case with Super Mario World, if you can glitch the game to finish it in three minutes. Six minutes. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, it's okay. funny, it's funny, this brings up something funny. So there's this guy that plays, there's a lot of people that play on this, uh, Super Mario 64. Have you seen this, Blake? This Hell World? Or Hell Creation, I think is what it's called? I think I saw someone playing it recently. It, it, I, Robert, I don't so, remember which ROM hack I looked at the other day. So yeah, it's basically a ROM hack, Robert, and these guys have set up, uh, Mario 64, and the way the worlds are designed, Anything can happen at any given time. So you might die and then you come out and you're super big Mario and you're like the big, you're like the size of the entire building and you still have to complete the level and get all the stars and it's a speed run. And these speed runs are usually like 16 hours, 17 hours straight. Uh-huh. And like this guy goes into a level and he's super big or like all the items in the entire, or everything in the entire zone just, he, he's like a black hole and it all pulls towards him and he has to like beat the level all the stuff's come up and it, it's crazy because they the only way they can beat it is by absolute memorization so like they remember they've run it so many times that they have it down to like perfection it's so i watched this guy did it he was like so monotone it was hilarious like every comment he would say it was just oh that's great, great. that's pretty good, good. Yeah. Uh, just for the people listening i'll run through very very quickly this glitch in super mario world that this guy did oh yeah uh and again so this is something that usually that people have done before with uh, like tool assisted stuff where they have like basically a computer playing the game for them. So what's special about this is the guy actually did it by hand. Uh, there's this ridiculous glitch in Super Mario World where if you you got to do this stuff with getting Yoshi and shooting stuff and it hitting the edge of the screen just right and all this stuff. And if you do all this like crazy ass sequence of events in one stage and then you get to this one part, there are these turtles, and if you jump on them just right then it basically starts to sort of rewrite uh, the code, code, the stuff yeah. that's in the memory, and then right at the point that once you hit these certain turtles in a certain way, uh, when this one thing comes on screen, it causes like something to be put basically in an array in the memory that tells it that's not supposed to be there, but what ends up happening is it just tells it that the game's over. And then it comes and you go to the credits. To the credits, yeah. Yeah. So... That's basically my the extent that I understand what's going on with this. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's, it's rewriting it's really cool. stuff in the memory. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's cool how it works for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And you know what else is cool? Talking about the games that we've been playing. Nice. How's that? Sounds good to me. It's rock and roll. Uh, Blake, I think I want to hear from you. Ooh, what? Is that all right with you? Really? We always uh, hear from Blake. That's true. That's true. We, we do hear from me first every do we, time. Do we really? Yeah. 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 No, I'm yeah. just kidding, actually. I don't even know. I was just saying it to piss I don't you think it's true, but how about Jay? You go first then. Blake. Oh, what the hell? I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Blake doesn't want to. All right, it's fine. I can, whatever. God, Blake, you're good. Okay, all right, fine. 
You want you want me to go? You want to go or you want to stand? <laughs> oh, in oh, yeah. I guess I can. Now go. you get what we were trying to say. So I started playing Final Fantasy twelve International oh, Zodiac. Oh man, <laughs> the International Zodiac <laughs> job system version. Um, I haven't gotten too far into the game. I've spent a lot of time planning outside of the game, though. Uh, so like the best thing that's happened to me so far with the game is that. The big change from the original 12, release of 12 to the international version is that they added classes. So each character in the party picks one class, and that limits their license board. So not every character can equip everything. They can't learn all the abilities, all the spells, and all that. So you're limited to just, like, uh, if you choose a knight, you get some great swords, you get some heavy armor, you get a bunch of uh, strength up kind of stuff. And I think, uh, Jay, you'll kind of understand where I'm coming from on this one. Class systems are fucking cool. Yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really excited about that portion of it. Um, I'm looking forward to playing with the rest of the, getting the rest of the characters, getting my party together so we actually have like a structured team and I can mess around with them, do different things. But for now, all I have is Vaughn as a monk. So he's going around smacking things with a stick. And eventually That's he cool. is going to get powered up so that he'll get uh, some – he'll be able to do more damage. He'll get some cool techniques where he can debuff enemies. He'll learn some white magic later on down the line. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, other thoughts on the game? The music and visuals are actually incredible. Yeah, especially that time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially considering it's on PS2. The things they were able to do with that system are insane. They make the PS2 look like it was a PC. It was really impressive. Like, the mm-hmm. opening movie, yeah, has, it looks way fuck, better than it has any business to look like, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the game itself, I'm a, I'm a fan of overall the design of, like, even the characters. It's, uh, like, the big heavy armor. It's clunky and it comes, like, it, it comes off in the right spots. It looks great. Um, it's, it's not a very bright game. It's like, uh, the colors are kind of washed out. So, uh, it's sort of watercolor-esque, and I really like the tone of the, of the visual design. And the sound is amazing, too. Uh, it's Uematsu, or, um, whatever. Now, I cannot remember his name for some reason. Anyway, the music of the game is fucking fantastic. Nice. Yeah. I love your responses, Robert. Nice. Nice. So I'm going to be playing that. I'm also going to be trying to play... I'm going to be going at Final Fantasy XII for a while. I might be doing... I might be 100%ing it. Oh, shit. Yeah. So in addition to that, uh, next time we do the podcast, I'm probably going to try and play through something else, something shorter. I do that strategy sometimes. Play yeah. a quick game on the side so you can keep working on the long one. That's what she said. <laughs> yep. The words right out of my mouth. Mug That's what she things. said. Thanks, Robert. Mm-hmm. Do you, uh, Blake, have you ever beaten the game before? No, I have never even... Well, I think I got about halfway through the game uh, on PS2, the original version. Mm-hmm. But then I just stopped playing I was actually getting to the point where the story was finally starting to pick up, but I just kind of went, you know what? 
No. No. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> it's funny that you're playing it because I just stopped playing. I was just telling Robert about the story for the podcast. I can't. I can't. I tried too many times. I just can't do it. Can't keep playing. I'm bored. <laughs> I don't know how far I got into it when I played it, but I think it was like 12 hours or something like that. I got a little bit further than that. But yeah. yeah, so did I. I. Just can't do it. All right. We'll, uh, we'll hear more about that in a few episodes from now then. Yes. Well, I'll probably talk about it on the next episode, too, but okay. I'll also be talking about another game. It'll really depend uh, how much I feel like there is to talk about. <laughs> I don't want to repeat myself like every week, like, oh, the job system is cool. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Jay, would you like to go next, or you want me to? Uh, it's up to you. I don't come crap. How much do you have to say about yours? Quite a bit. All right, well, I'll go next then because I don't have a whole lot to say about mine. Okay. Uh, I played or have been playing Swickedon. Oh, okay. This is the first one. Oh, nice. Uh, because it uh the version on the PS Store, right? Yes. Version yeah. on the uh on the PlayStation Store. Uh, this is Swickedon One. It was a uh, PlayStation One. And. Uh, I really enjoyed Swickedon 3, and I never played any of the other Swickedon games. So this was kind of me going back to, to do that. The second one is the one that's generally considered the best. And uh, I hadn't heard a whole lot about the first one, so I wanted to go to that one first. And overall, I feel really that, like it's just an average RPG. Hmm. Uh, and I, I would say average for the time period that it came out, which for me, I don't quite have the patience for. Interesting. Uh, it's, it's too, so, uh, basically what it comes down to is the story is not good enough to keep me interested on its own, but at the same time, like, the battle system is also pretty Ooh. boring. See, that's a, that's a horrible combination, because that, that's what's great about most Final Fantasy games that Blake and I talk about, is like when you're kind of tired of the story, it's been too much, the fighting usually keeps you enticed for a little while, so you can get back, then you get tired of fighting, and you're like, okay, I want story, Yeah. and it kind of does that back and forth, but if it doesn't have either of them, ooh. Yeah, ooh. I feel the same way, Like especially Final Fantasy VII, I, f- I feel like it balanced those oh, two things God, really well. Oh, God, what a great game. Yeah. Um, this one, every, all of like the random battles are just like you just smash X. Like, they're really genuinely boring. Well, there are some cool things about the battle system in that one, but it's also not easy to take advantage of it. Well, okay, yeah. So there are... They, they do have some cool things about the battle system itself. Uh, there are, like... So so, so the whole... Kind of one of the main things about the Swicketing games that, that's different from other uh, Japanese RPGs is there's this thing where there are a uh, hundred and oh gosh what is a hundred and eleven or a hundred and twenty hundred and eight hundred and eight hundred and eight they call them one hundred and eight stars yep and it's a uh, hundred and eight characters that you can recruit in the game to like fight basically fight for you to be on your team you get a uh, like a big castle that's your base and not all of the characters that you find and recruit are actually, like, fighting characters. Or they all can fight, but a lot of them are not necessarily good at fighting. Not they, all of them can fight. You can't put everybody onto your team. Huh? Not everybody can be put into your combat team. 
They no? can't all fight, yeah. I think they can. Nope. Who can't? Um, it's about half of them. In in Swickedin one, everybody that I've gotten can fight. How far into the game are you? Twelve hours. I mean, there's like innkeepers and stuff that you recruit. They're the people that run shops. Uh, I, uh and they No, okay, I'm work. sorry. You're they right. There are, I'm sorry. You're right. There are some guys. Okay, that's kinda weird though, because there are plenty of people who have another function but can still fight for you. Yeah. Some of them do, but not. I didn't all think of them. about that. You're right. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. So so anyway, there are all these characters that you can recruit. Some of them mostly so some of them only do stuff for your base like they'll like there'll be an innkeeper for instance like Blake said and that's like a person where you can go to to save your game or to rest your party uh there's one guy who his sole purpose is to uh he he like is a vault keeper type person and you can go like store your stuff with him if you want to take it like out of your uh out of your inventory um things like that there are people who can like make your weapons better which uh this is Probably one of the very few series, uh, JRPG series where you don't actually get bigger, you don't actually get like new and better weapons as you play along. You get armor what? and all that, but the weapons yeah. always stay the same. You just sharpen them and they get stronger. That's something, it's, I think it takes away from some of the experience of the game because take like, just like any Final Fantasy for instance. You go to a new, a new town early on, you find like, ooh, I've got a silver sword now. Yep. And then as you go further into the game, you'll we'll find like Atma weapon and shit. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh man, you know this is a badass thing. This thing sound, this weapon sounds awesome. How cool is it? Yeah. What sort of bonus effects does it have? And you never get that in the Suikorens. Uh, it's always just sharpening and upgrading That's the same weapon that you have. It yeah. does change the name of some of them once, uh, of most of them when you hit certain tiers. Oh really? It's like every four levels, four upgrades or something like that. It ch- it can change the name of some of them. Others just become like weapon name plus weapon name plus plus and all this stuff, which is really boring and it it uh it deflates a lot of the interest in upgrading the weapons. Yeah, I agree. Like I can understand why they did it because they want each character to have like his own sort of like signature weapon. Yeah, and I mean, in a game with that many playable characters, yeah, they don't want you to have like every a weapon for every single one of them, where you have to go and upgrade, buy a new version of it, or something, and all this crap. Yeah. So let me ask this: Would you rather have ten really well-defined, developed characters, or would you rather have a hundred and eight semi-interesting, okay characters? And that's one of the problems that I've always had with the Suicune. Okay. It's usually. The story revolves around a bigger story arc, is what they try to do. Mm. Uh, like Suikoden, one is about... I mean, they're all pretty much about land wars, honestly. Okay. But the only one that I felt like uh, pulled it off really well and made it work was Suikoden 2. Between 1, 2, and 3. 1 is an alright game. It's The story in it is not anything to care about. The story in 2 is a, a big emotional thing. There's all these awesome characters all over the place. And it has developed characters, mostly the enemies and like a handful of the main characters. Yes. But Suikoden 1 doesn't do that. There are like, you know, a handful of like story characters. 
mm-hmm. who are involved in the in the ongoing story. And then like most of the characters that you meet and recruit, they're not really involved in the story. It's just like they can help you out in certain ways. Uh, so your party at any given time can have six people in it. And, uh, uh, like some certain two characters, if you have them both in your party, they can do like team up attacks, which is like a special, like extra powerful attack or whatever. Uh, but aside from that, it's pretty much, uh, straightforward, uh, standard turn-based, like battle system. You attack, or you can use, like, if it's a person with a rune, which is, like, uh, what gives characters magic, they can do a magic spell, or they can heal, or whatever. Um, so, like, all of the random encounters, like, you will never lose to a random encounter. Really? Uh, yeah. They are... I have not lost to a single... Like, I have had, like, maybe one party member get KO'd, because, like, I hadn't healed them in, like, ten encounters in a row, or something like that. Yeah. But there are no random <laughs> encounters, at least as far as I've gotten in the game, where like it, where it even. Where yeah, I don't happens. remember any of the random fights being too bad. But it, it has been a long time since I played Sukaden one. Mm-hmm. The, the first... other thing that makes them really easy is uh, the combination attacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depending on which what your team makeup is, do you want to <laughs> talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the guys that you recruit fairly early on is the main character's uh, like. Uh, like master i think his name is is his name master i feel like his name is like master something yeah i think it's it might just be master might just be master um and they have a team up attack that hits every single bad guy on the screen for three times as much damage as their normal attacks hit one bad guy what so obviously (laughs) (laughs) that's a good response yeah 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 why because he's your master. And it's the master team of the master. Never mind. <laughs> you know where it's going. So that's kind of stupid. Um, although I have noticed it, it, it doesn't seem to scale up with your weapons. So, like, later on in the game, it's not as useful. But basically, you know, like I said, I'm 12 hours in. At least the first 10 hours, it was like 100%. You just use that every single time that you can. There's no cost associated with this yeah, attack, yeah. by the way. It doesn't take any MP or any of the Suikoden 1's version of MP. It doesn't use up money. It doesn't weaken the characters. Nothing like that. That was my next question. Yeah. Yeah. There are no drawbacks to this particular combination attack. Some of them do have drawbacks, uh, I believe. My memory might be failing me there, but I feel like some of them either will like take an extra turn to charge up, or they will exhaust your characters for a turn after using them. Uh, what I've seen so far is that will happen on certain uh, runes. So that too, yeah, yeah. So people, if they use like their rune spell, then it'll do a ton of damage, but then like they can't attack on the next turn. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there are some stuff like that. I haven't seen that with any of the team up attacks, but I don't even know if I've used any other team up attacks besides <laughs> this one. Uh, so the battles are overall pretty boring, and even really without those, they're they're not challenging. The the first the the bosses are tougher, so that's good. Uh, the first boss took me like two or three tries to beat. Uh, there are also big, like, like actual like army type battles where it's like basically all your guys like plus an army like fighting against another army, 
And those are kind of fun. You can, like, have your special characters, like, go on secret missions to try to, like, mess up the, the other army and stuff like that. And then there are duels where it's, like, the main character versus, like, one guy. And it's pretty much, like, paper, rock, scissors. And you got to, like, decide what attack you're going to do based on, like, what the guy says before he attacks. Yeah. I liked the, I liked the ideas of what Suikoden did. Yeah. Like, Having the duels and stuff, I think that's really cool. They're just not interesting, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, the big army battles in the first one, I remember being pretty bad. And uh, what else? I mean, they weren't awful, but it's it's a really cool idea. Yeah, I didn't it just think... wasn't executed super well. And yeah, then, I, yeah, um, I agree. I didn't think they were they were kind of cool, but they there's like I've at twelve hours in, I've done two of them so far. Yeah, they end up being pretty spread out and rare, too. It's not yeah. something you can... It, I guess the biggest problem I had with it is just that it feels more like it's getting in the way of the rest of the game. Yeah. I would agree because it's something that's so infrequent and so different that it's just it's just such a shock. And it's not something that you can't prepare for it. You don't really know what to do going into it. So it just kind of gets in the way, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um... So, a lot of the game is also, I feel, based on, it really expects you in like kind of like the old school RPG way to spend a lot of time just like randomly wandering around and discovering towns. And then even within the towns, randomly wandering around into every house and like meeting random people who you might like eventually, you know, recruit or maybe you can recruit them like right at that moment in some things. Yeah, I kind of like that aspect except that i hate that you will because you can always tell when someone's going to join your team at some point <laughs> yeah. available to because they have a portrait and a name yep. it's not like it's a big secret <laughs> so you walk up to this person and you're like hey you've got a name why don't you come stay at my castle and they're just like rambling on about dirty laundry and you're like what do i need to do to recruit you <laughs> and then it, for one guy, it's like you have to run from enough battles or something stupid like that. I haven't met him yet. For another guy, it's like you have to go up to them with a bar of soap or whatever. It's all this really goofy stuff for the recruitment. I so like the, the idea of wandering around the towns and needing to do – like looking for these people and going, oh, hey, check out this unique character sprite over here. I'm going to go talk to them and see what I can do with them. But then it – that's where the fun ends for a lot of the recruitments. Yeah, um, I, for uh, for the first few hours, I thought it was kind of cool, like going around and like finding new new characters to get to join you and stuff. But yeah, it just gets too like because I am not a very patient gamer. I would say a lot of the time, so I don't have the patience just to go around and explore the map and find towns and stuff. So I was using a walkthrough for part of it just so I, like, wouldn't get stuck and, like, bored, not doing anything. And so with that, plus the battles not being fun, plus the story just being, like, straight up, like, good guys versus bad guys, pretty much, uh, there wasn't really... I was re- I really wanted to beat the game, but I don't think I'm going to end up playing anymore, just because there's nothing, like, really keeping me there. Uh, it gets cooler towards the end with okay. the story elements. I mean, there's not a lot happening for most of the game. It builds up to some kind of coolish moments if you want to see the end of it. It doesn't even have to be that long. I remember it. It's only maybe a 20 to 30 hour game. 
Mm. I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> See, and, and another thing about all the characters, so there are, you know, once again, 108 characters that you can recruit. Uh, a lot of those you can put in your party to fight with you. Uh, some of them are basically designed to to be fighters. Some of them, as we established, cannot fight regardless. And then there are those in between that you can put in your party to fight, but they suck. Uh, like the chef, for instance. You can put him in your party, and he has like a chef's mallet. And he just sucks ass, but it's fun to <laughs> it's fun to put him in your party if you just want to goof around like that. The problem is you've got all these characters, you can mix and match and put them in your party, and kind of you know you have all these choices on who you want in your party. But for all that I've played so far, there is always two to four characters that have to be in your party that the story won't let you remove from your party. So it leaves you like one or two or sometimes up to four slots to like play around and customize your party. So like there's all this stuff, but there's, you have actually fairly limited choices on who you're going to put in your party at any given time. So that also kind of sucked. Um, and then just, I mean, that's kind of, I guess that's kind of it. It's just, it has a lot of things that could have, I think, worked a little bit better than they do. But overall, like, it's just, I just wasn't having much fun with the game. Just, there's not just, there's just not a whole lot of fun stuff going on. Oh, one more thing that I think that really bothered me is there are points in the game where, uh, there will be like a dialogue going on and it'll give you an option on how to respond. 90% of the time, it either doesn't matter which option you choose, or it eventually forces you to pick one specific option. And it's like, why did you even put this here if I don't actually have a choice? It's like trying to like make you think you have a choice, but nothing is going to turn out differently. Do you remember? Do you remember that very much, Blake? A little bit, yeah. Like it, the. It, like the fake choices where you can say a thing, but then to make the game advance, you have to go back and say the other thing. Yes. Yeah. Or like I said, the other cases where no matter what you say, somebody will step in and be like, no, we got to do this instead. But like, yeah, they don't like, they give you the fake choice mm-hmm. and it doesn't it, like, it literally doesn't even matter if you say no. Yeah. Someone else is like, well, too bad. We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like what the fuck? That kind of pissed me off. Uh, go back to the other one where you eventually have to choose one specific option. The one that stuck out to me the most was there's this one part where you're client, you're trying to get to this one point in the game and you're like on in kind of like a mountain type area and you come across this sort of like shack in the mountain and this guy's like acting, this guy who owns the shack, he's talking to you and he's acting a little bit shady and he's like, Oh, why don't you come in and drink my tea? I'll, I'll make you guys some tea. You want some tea? Let's go have some tea. And then, like, so your party goes into this shack, and one of your characters is like, this tea smells kind of funny. And he's like, oh, no, 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 tr- trust me, it's great tea. Don't you want some tea? Here's your tea. Everybody drink some tea. And then you have the option to drink tea or say no thanks. And you say no thanks, and he says, oh, no, I insist, you have to drink some tea. And then you get the dialogue choice again, and it's okay or no thanks. And I literally just sat there and mashed X on no thanks 50 times in a row. <laughs> 
and the same thing, you just get the same thing over and over again. And finally, you have to say, okay, fine, I'll drink the tea. Of course, the tea's poisoned, and it, like, knocks your whole party out and makes you fall asleep. Oh, I think I remember that one. That is so stupid. You're like, uh, this is clearly a trap. No, I don't want to drink your tea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. It was, like, super obvious. <laughs> like, if unless you're an absolute moron, you were like, no, there's something's going on here. So, yeah, that was... Uh, that was the one that kind of set me off. But I think that's pretty much it. I think I'm done with the game. Some of the translation was a little bit funny, too. If, you, uh, if you're in your castle and you want to change out your party members, uh, if, you, if you try to add a party member when your party is already full, then a message pops up that says, Party member is full. Push the button. What? Yep. Was this a poorly translated game? Uh, overall, the translation's not that bad for most of it, but there are a few little moments here and there where it stands out. It's like, what is going... Like, what happened here? Like, why did you guys fuck this part up so bad? Anyway, there you go. There's Swicked in. I was a little disappointed. I thought it was going to be a little bit better That's than funny. it was. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Jay, you wanna you wanna finish us off? Oh, buddy, nice. don't you worry. <laughs> don't tell your boss; he'll get jealous. <laughs> uh, so I actually went back and played two older games. Uh, one I've already talked about on the podcast, and the second one uh, is one of my more favorite games. Um, but they both recently came out with one came out with an HD release that was on Steam, and the other one was actually privately done. Somebody did their own update to it and oh, actually oh. redid the. What? I, know, I know I know what you're talking about. Oh, thanks. I was like, wait, did I say something wrong? Um, so the first game, uh, which I've talked about before, is Populous. Uh, it's an old-school RTS that was developed by Bullfrog, one of my favorite companies that unfortunately is no longer in existence. Well, they were... They got purchased by EA, I believe? Or was it EA? Or? Uh, it was EA, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Activision? Yeah, EA or Activision. Anyways, Bullfrog made a variety of games. They made Dungeon Keepers, they made Populous, and a couple of the titles that I really, really enjoy. Uh, but Populous is an old-school RTS that um, is based around you're playing as a shaman, and you basically create followers, and you fight like in tribes, and you have like spells and stuff. Wait, and so this, really is the was... one, this is the one that was fan remastered? Yes, this was fan remastered, yep. And so what, and did, so... They, what did they do to it? They updated all the graphics, so they went back through and touched up a lot of the graphics on it, and then they also redid the entire campaign. So they made their own campaign for it, and the campaign is incredible. Have you ever played a an RTS or a strategy game, and you've played through the campaign, and you're like, wow, this is really easy. I really wish somebody would have done something more complex and maybe made it a little more in-depth and difficult. That's pretty much what this guy did, or, or this group of guys, or whoever it was. Um, that it's, it's, it's much more complex. There's like in the old school, uh, campaign, most levels, I could just bum rush. I could literally just micro very, very cleanly and do certain strategies and win within like the first couple minutes, which is most levels were intended to be like 30 to 40 minutes each. So this guy's campaign, you definitely can't do that. I learned that very quickly that there's certain mechanics that they want you to use and they want you to learn, uh, for some of the later levels. But, um, all around, he did a great job. He kept the same music, the same basic storyline, obviously updated the graphics and um he didn't add any new units that i've seen or any new spells there's about 20 spells in the game already so i I haven't seen anything new yet um but i'm really excited i'm like halfway done with the campaign and i've only played for like three or four hours so far so i'm really enjoying it 
Um, and also, which funny enough, because I was like, I was on Twitch one day and I was really tired of watching Hearthstone, which is primarily what I watch on there. And so I was like, man, I really want to, I want to see if there's anything else. So I went and Googled populist tournaments. And there have been very big, pop, well, not very big, but, but, but populist tournaments in like the last like 10 years or so. And they are the weirdest tournaments ever. Their strategies are so bizarre. <laughs> and the fan base is like a total of like five people, which is probably all the family members of the people who are playing or something <laughs> for all I know. But it was really funny to see. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's populist. Watch. I, I don't want to talk about the game too much since I've already talked about it on the podcast. That's what I just want to touch on a little bit. But I'm um, really enjoying it again. Really one of my favorite games. I, I'm still really sad that Bullfrog doesn't exist because they just had like this something about their games just really entices me. Like they just make games that I enjoy. And I don't know why. Like there are very few games. They even made that theme hospital game that I really enjoy. Like it, it's so bizarre to me that like pretty much every game that they ever touched, I really, really enjoy. And, and there's Dungeon just something Keeper. about And Dungeon Keeper. So they didn't touch the new one, thankfully. That was yeah. God awful EA. Yeah. Or electronic. Yeah. Um, and then the second game, which uh, I'm sure you know what it was, was well, I talked to you a little bit earlier, was uh, Heroes of Might Magic 3 um, Complete. And the Complete basically is a little bit different than than the standard one. But uh, Heroes of Might Magic is a really, really unique title. Um, there haven't been too many games or series that I've seen or like it. Uh, basically, how the game works is you start out with a city and you have a big ass city. You just you can build a variety of buildings. You probably have like 20 different choices or 25 or so. And you have a horseman, and your horseman has your army on it, and he moves across the map. And when you get encounters, the battle goes in. Or when you go into a battle, it pretty much looks like Final Fantasy Tactics. There's a big grid on the board, um, like hex tiles, and each type of unit has a different attack power, defense power, movement speed. Um, action speed, meaning like who gets to go first or second. And then you also have your, your champion, which can cast spells during the combat. So there's a lot of strategy in this game, because obviously the stuff that goes on outside the, the fighting is really important, because if you have a stronger army, then you're, you'll obviously do better. But the interesting thing is, your champion, who hosts all the units, also has experience. So if he's stronger, your army's stronger. And you can build different strategies, like like I'm building a strategy right now that is making my champion really strong so that he has really powerful spells, and then that way I don't really need a strong army, I just need tanks, and then I can go into a fight and win just because I have uh, really strong spells. So there's really cool stuff like that. Um, the game is unbelievably complex. Like I, I can't even start to talk about the strategy for it. Um, there's, I think, eight or nine different races. In the recent expansion, they added uh, a new race, and by recent I mean the like, last like eight years or so. And uh, each each town or each city has its own uh, type of units. They all have the same number of units. So they have like tier one through seven, I believe it is. But they're all different. And they're all somewhat unique. They all have different effects or procs that can happen during the combat system um, that make it really, really fun. And each champion that hosts all these units has his own set talents. And every time your champion levels up, you can choose from a variety of abilities or skills and stuff like that. So it's super really complex, and each game can be completely different. Um, the one downside that, that I that I did have with it recently was there weren't enough maps. I've been playing a lot of games with a lot of my friends. But what's cool is I googled, has anybody made a new map pack for this? And yes, they have. Somebody, along with the new remake that they did, added like 100 maps or something. And I've played a, a couple of them so far. Really, really cool. Well done. Very balanced. They're done by nice. people who play a lot of RTSs today, so they're very well balanced. 
It's just a great game. Um, so Steam recently released uh, an HD version of the game, which the guy did, or the development team did great. It, it, it was, well, at the beginning. It's visually fantastic. Same music. Music sounds slightly better than it used to. All the graphics have been updated. They're shaded properly. They're 3D. Um, one sec here. And uh, so it was, like, really exciting. The problem is there's a lot of bugs. Uh, it crashes a lot. You don't have access to all the levels. The campaign is very buggy. And I don't know why. And there's some issues with playing online because the game wasn't originally set up to play in the, uh, set up to play online. So when I want to play with my friends right now, when I use the version that I had prior to the HD version, um, you have to use a tool called Hamachi, which is a VPN program. And so basically you host the server, people connect to it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, with the new one, it's sort of like that, but it doesn't really work. And there's a lot of problems with people trying to find your connection, to find your uh, your IP address, et cetera, et cetera. And when you contact support about it, they basically say, good luck, have fun, because they don't know. There's, like, no way around it. And it's 15 bucks for a an HD version of an old game. So visually, it's cool. Conceptually, it's still kind of cool. But actual working, not so much. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I still enjoy the old one. <laughs> I'd heard that complaint about... Uh... You all, you touched on this briefly about like how it doesn't have a lot like it doesn't have any of the expansions or anything like that. Yeah, it doesn't it's like have really stripped down, which is an entire city. So one of the races is non-existent. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mind you, most people don't like playing with the newest race, which is it's called Conflux, and it's all elemental creatures. It is in tournaments, it's banned because it is the best race. All their cha- all their units are slightly better, and their heroes are better as well. So it, I mean. In, in essence, it's not the worst thing in the world because when I play with my friends, we ban it. We don't allow it because it, it's just that much better. So that, yeah, and I mean, the expansion's not being there. And the fact that they don't really say that when you buy it is kind of the pisser with it because you're kind of like, oh, I'm excited. Like, yeah. you know, and then you download it and you're like, Where, where's Conflux? Where is all these champions? Where is this map? Where are these levels? They're non-existent. Or well, are they planning to add them? I don't know. <laughs> so all in all, Still one of my favorite games. I am really enjoying it. Music's great. Fighting is fantastic. Super in-depth. I've played 20 or 30 games. And by the way, so there's a small, medium, large, and extra large maps. A small map will take you like three to four hours if you if you, if you play yeah. over and over and over. Not that big a deal, right? So that's a small map. A large map will probably take you closer to 10 hours. Not too bad, right? Uh, a, a large map, I have no fucking idea. An extra large map, I have played probably 20 or 30 extra large maps never completed more than like two of them they're so big they're so big it's like it it would take you like 30 minutes to get from one side of the map to the other if you just ended your turn and kept going across the map like it's so big so that's crazy it sounds like a really cool game i've never played it but you can still buy i think probably gog has you can buy the old one gog does have the old one yes they do Okay. I'm actually playing the GOG version, which, oh, this, this, so this game is incredibly popular to an extent where somebody has modded a thing you can download to where you can play in windowed mode. You can play, uh, with updated graphics in windowed mode, which is great. Cause you know, like, you know, today, like a lot of times, like when, when I, so how it works is like you basically take turns. So I go, then it's Miller Brothers' turn, then it's somebody else's turn. And in between your turns, it's kind of boring. There's not really much to going on, even though it does update your screen with what they're doing. So I can play Hearthstone on my other monitor. Or I can go check my email or check Facebook. And w- with HD mode, it's great. It's because, you know, obviously you can do it. Um, and then so what else do they do? The window mode is great. The graphics are great. And then I can't remember what the third thing was. But, uh, yeah, so it's, it's really popular game. So people keep adding new stuff to make it easier to play today. Okay. Yeah. 
Sounds like a cool game. Yeah, it's very good. Oh, the thing is, what was really cool about it, because uh, I played this a lot when I was a kid, was uh, you could play either TCIP, like online, or you could play Hot Seat. So the game actually will be set up to where you can, you know, take turns sitting in the seat, like, to play, which is pretty cool. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe I'll check that out sometime. Yeah, if you ever want to play, let me know. I'm getting pretty good at it, so. Cool. Maybe you can beat me in this game for once. Oh, I could. <laughs> Okay, Robert. Just <laughs> throw that out there. Um, I have some breaking news. What? Uh, there's gonna be a new Toe and Earl. Really? Did you like that old series? Yeah, I enjoyed them. They're fun. They're, they're like side scroller platformers. Yeah. Uh, no. No. They the were like, I don't even know how to. It was 3D, like where you could like walk, you know, foreground, background. Uh, well, not really foreground background so much, but it was like a map that you were walking around on. Um, were they always like that? I thought I remember them being side scrollers, like 2D. No, they were definitely were never side scrollers. Okay. Uh, huh. I'm trying to think of. Anyway, they for Sega, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You walk around like on these. It was called like Earth, but it was just really these big pieces of land floating around in space pretty much and you had to find like pieces of your spaceship on each level okay uh anyway according to the toe jam mineral facebook page they're working on a new toe jam mineral game that's pretty cool mm-hmm. we'll see i don't know if it if this type of game will hold up anymore but if they you know i mean if it's like a five or ten dollar game on steam i'm sure it'll do quite well you know what i mean like kind of one of those like short indie games <laughs> Yeah, but if it's like a full-length release for a console, good luck. Yeah, full-length release. Yeah, no, good luck with that. I just don't know. I guess we'll find out. Dun dun All right. Uh, are we ready to move on to top threes? I think Blake fell asleep. But yeah. Blake, you all right? I'm around. He's not there. asleep. Hi. Shh, don't don't wake him up. He's sleeping. Shh. <laughs> Everybody, be quiet. Uh-huh. I'm asleep. Do we want to do top three or top five on this? Top three. I already no top three for sure. Don't like, don't ruin this for me, Robert. <laughs> uh, I guess apparently we're doing top three. Otherwise, he's gonna <laughs> throw a bitch fit. Right. Well, no. Otherwise, we're gonna take a break for a second because I definitely cleaned up my list. Um. Okay. Well, let's let's just go. We can we can shut up, Robert. <laughs> All right. So we uh we didn't announce this on the last episode because we didn't think to. But we're doing uh, our top three favorite uh, game soundtracks or scores. Yeah, scores, nice. Yeah. Uh, Score. I'll go. I'll go ahead and just go first. How about that? Okay. <laughs> okay, Robert. Number three, my third favorite score in a video game, Mario Two. Oh, interesting. Mario Two, the one for NES, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I like that one as well. It's, uh, I actually really like it. Yeah, yeah I, was just, I was just thinking in my head. <laughs> I should really enjoy that game. That game, that soundtrack always stuck with me. I, re- I mean, like, really all of the Mario games had awesome soundtracks, but this was the one that really stood out to me as being particularly awesome. Also, there's this guy on YouTube called Valdrum, and if you look up Valdrum playing Mario 2, it's just a guy who just plays the drums. And he plays them to a lot of like a, uh, like like a lot of game soundtracks. Okay. There is a 
badass version of him playing the drums to the Mario 2 theme. It is so good. That's cool. Like, I would... I don't know. I'll do something... I don't, I don't have really oh, no idea going? what I'm trying to say. <laughs> very sexually aggressive tonight. Jesus, dude. Your boss needs to give you a day off. Uh, Blake, what's your number three? Oh, God, I don't know. This is too hard. Why'd we have to do yeah. this? I feel like, I feel like Blake, well, hopefully Blake and I aren't going to have a similar answer. Because there is some I, like, I want to, it's really, really difficult. Because there are so many great ones that I loved. And it's like, I don't want to have a list of, like, five Final Fantasy games. Oh, no, I better change my list up then. <laughs> So it's like, I mean, what else did I really like? I mean, there's Castlevania. Castlevania's got some good ones. Yeah, they do, actually. It's just, it's just not fair. Why, why do we have, why do we have to do this list? But, sometimes, just to make me mad, probably. I, alright, alright. I'm gonna go with, my number three, I'm gonna say, is, I don't, it's it, like even putting the <laughs> non Final Fantasy ones in order is really hard for me. I'm gonna, you know, alright, I'm gonna go with Mega Man X. Okay. Cool. The Mega Man X soundtrack, uh, is easily my favorite Mega Man soundtrack. I kinda wanted to go with two, but when I compare the two, just listening to them like back to back. Mega Man 2 is great for the 8 bit, but Mega Man X made 16 bit sound like the best that the system could. All of the tracks on there are amazing. Every single boss song, incredible. Title music is great. It's like this synth electronic weird guitar sound throughout the whole thing. And I love it. Mega Man X is awesome. Cool. Jay? Thanks. Rob. I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to get out of the way as number three Final Fantasy Tactics. There's, yeah. there's, no, questions. there's no questions. I'm not even gonna. Not even gonna I argue. thought that one had to be coming. It had to be said. Yeah, like yeah. Just, the oh my god, everything about it, and like as they keep redoing this game on via uh, the what's it called? The I almost called it the Vista. What was it called? The Vita. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. like it, the music just keeps getting better, and it's just like every time I hear it, I'm just like, God, these freaking composers are so talented. But yeah. All right. Obviously, tactics just ridiculous. Okay, my number two is very predictable. I'm sure. You guys expect to see this somewhere? The Legend of Zelda. Oh, okay. I thought about, I don't know, do you like Zelda 1 over Link to the Past? Uh, I haven't heard Link to the Past in a while. Okay. Hmm. So, I'll, I'll check it out while you guys are talking. But, like, uh, Zelda 1 is, like, that music is, like, legendary to me. Yeah, it was incredibly good. I remember the first times I heard it. Especially, like, the, the, the uh, dungeon music. I can't even imitate it, like even not even close. I um I was at this this small sort of like a like kind of like a Comic Con type convention thing that that we have in Birmingham, mm-hmm. and uh, there's this guy, there's this one uh, booth where it was just this group of guys who like have a lot of retro game type stuff, and they were just like selling like Nintendos and Nintendo games and stuff like that, and uh. They put, they they had one Nintendo hooked up to a TV, so you could just like walk up and play yeah. it. And uh, somebody put in 
The Legend of Zelda and like just like let it sit on the start screen. And as soon as like the first two notes from the music started playing, like everybody within ten feet stopped and turned. Really? Yeah, and was watching it. it That's was, uh, so funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. It was pretty cool. The, the, the music on that game is so good. I love the the screen music for Super Mario Two. It's stuck in my head now because you brought that up. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, with the screen? Wait, is that different from the? Like, the... Yeah, when you're like sitting there at the character select. Oh gosh, I, I can't think of that now. Uh, I have to look I, I, at that I, too. Yeah, you guys go. You guys go ahead and talk about your. Uh, All right. Am I next? Your, your ones. Am I next? Yes. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, next up, I'm actually picking a Genesis game, which is really weird for me. It's something that I've praised this series for before, and it's like the only thing I've ever praised about it. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. <laughs> oh, I actually don't... Nice. I don't think I know the music to that one. Really? Oh, the Sonic... All three of the Sonic games are amazing, but... I if I had to pick between them, I think Sonic Three is probably the one that uh, was done the best. They're was all that the one with amazing. Metal Sonic at the end. Uh, yes. Okay, if that's the one that I know, I think it, so. okay, then I do know. I lied. Worst kind of liar. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Robert. Listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Uh, well, it's your turn because I already did my second one, but I just listened to oh, that's right. uh, Link to the Past, and I, I think I still prefer the NES one, but Link to the Past is really, really good. Also, the Super Mario 2 title screen music is awesome. <laughs> yeah, isn't it great? Yeah. All right, go uh, you. Okay, so my number two would be... Uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 for PlayStation 2. <laughs> I'm actually dead serious. Like this, oh this. What's wrong with the? I don't. Play, right? I don't know what any of the music on that game was because I had to just play my own music. You know how you can put your own music in there. So, well, that, that's kind of why I brought it up. So this was. Um, I was very young, and this is when I really got my first entrance into listening to music. And so the playlist that came along with this this uh, game, because I spent like I've talked about this game countless times, like I've probably spent a couple hundred hours at least playing this playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 just this one specific game and the music was great it had very a good variety of music some older type music like music that you probably listen to Robert like ACDC and stuff and uh oh I think it was ACDC okay whatever I just assumed I'm sorry no what happened was one time I was talking about Led Zeppelin and you said oh yeah I don't like bands like that in ACDC and I said what the fuck are you even talking about yeah see I could I compile that all together into the pile of bad music I'm sorry uh, there you go. That's your problem. <laughs> I love this. That's like your so problem. easy. <laughs> so easy. Well, there's other stuff on there. Anyway, so it, it had a great variety of <laughs> variety of music of stuff that I have, I didn't really listen to as a kid because um, my parents listened to different music, and so it was nice to get a first taste of like I kind of really got my own. I started building my own taste of things that I really liked and didn't like, and yeah, it was just a great soundtrack, and I I, I can almost go through the entire playlist in my head. From start to finish, because the playlist would always start from the beginning of like it was like thirty or forty songs, and I can almost go through the entire thing in my head just because I've played it so many times. Nice. Yeah. Uh, one thing I remember about the game is if you did use your own like music that you had, you know, like a copy you on that your Xbox. One? Oh, this is a lot older. Okay, I was gonna say I don't remember you could add your own music in that that old one. Yeah, you can. Oh, okay. You, I didn't know. you just. Because on the Xbox, you could, like... This was an Xbox. 
What were you playing it on? PlayStation? I don't even know if it was me. Well, there must have been a PlayStation version. Okay. But this was an Xbox. This was on Xbox. Now I gotta look it up just to be sure. Um, but anyway, let's see. Platforms. Yeah, it was on X. It was on. Okay. <laughs> it was on everything. PlayStation 2, PlayStation, Game Boy Color, GameCube, Xbox, Game Boy Advance, Windows, Nintendo 64, Mac OS. <laughs> oh my god, are you serious? That's funny. But anyway, one thing I remember about it is that, so like on the Xbox, you could burn your CDs on there and some of the games would play your music. And you could do that with this. And it would randomize them, but it always randomized them in the exact same order. What? So like, every time I turned it on, I remember... It would play Welcome to the Jungle. Even though I didn't even like that song, it just happened to be on one of the CDs that I burned, and that was the first Do they song. know what random means? <laughs> well, it picks them randomly, but it picks them randomly one time and uses that order every time. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, that was uh, a little bit annoying. My number one favorite soundtrack is... You may have seen this coming just because it's me, Monkey Island. I oh, thought that okay. was going to be your number two, actually. <laughs> you were like, you guys knew this one was coming, and I was like, Monkey Island? It's the only one I can think of. Yeah, it's only really got, like, probably two songs in the game, but they are so good. The The title of music when you when you launch the game, it's it's, like, my favorite music that I've heard in a video game. Really well done. That's really all I got to say about it. Blake. That's my name. What's your favorite game's music that belongs to a game? Well, it's a bit of a cheap answer, but, I mean, we kind of already had someone else cheese their answer anyway. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to go with Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Oh! Um, Oh! Nice. Very nice. Yep. One of the best game soundtracks of all time. No question in my mind. It's a collection of a bunch of 80s tracks, and it's like the collection of the best tracks from the 80s. It's so much fun to drive around and cut people up with katanas while listening to Everybody's Working for the Weekend. Yes. Oh, man. You can, you will, uh, yeah, that, that, that will stick in my head forever. What was another one? What was another what? One of those. Really popular song. Oh, um, it had a ton. It had uh, Bark at the Moon from uh, from Ozzy. Which, this is off topic a little bit. Okay. But, which GTA was it where on the radio, <clears throat> sometimes the guy talking on the radio would go, ain't no thing but a chicken wing with big butt laying on your lap? Uh, I don't remember if that was GTA 3 or Vice City. Does everybody else remember that quote, though? Yeah, I do. A that little. might be 3, because I didn't play Vice City that much. <clears throat> I think it was, I wanted to say it was 3, so I think it was. Yeah, that was a good one. That that's uh, You can't argue with that. That's definitely... That's a good answer. I like that actually a lot. Yeah. 
What you got? That's another, that's another one where I heard a lot of music that I like really hadn't listened to too yeah, much. Yeah, like ACDC. No, 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 no. Led Zeppelin. Or no, same thing. Sorry, I always get mixed those two mixed up. Then I remember the same fucking thing. <laughs> you realize you sound super stupid right now, right? <laughs> right now. Robert, you need to calm down with the hatred. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I'm just letting you know. This is a. This is like some. This is like a bro advice. I'm just giving you a heads up. Bro advice. You realize that people my age don't listen to music like that. <laughs> is that? Did we all do all of our top threes? No, Jay. No, I haven't finished okay, it. Okay, all right. I okay. Blake, what's my number one? Uh, Chrono Trigger. Nope. Really? Damn. Final Fantasy Ten. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Oh, okay. There's uh, nothing better. Really? Yeah. Come on. Are you kidding me? Ten's good, but I don't think it's Umatsu's the boss battle music. Oh my god! Get out of here. So good. <laughs> Everything I agree about with that Blake. It's good. It's fantastic. Um. Yeah. All right. So there are a lot of honorable mentions for this. Do we want to go through that? Uh. Yeah. Why not? Real quick. Okay. So I mean, I'm surprised none of us said this in the first place. We gotta give some credit to Tetris. That was. Uh. I couldn't decide between that and Mario Two for my third one. Ah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Tetris's music is a classic. It's gonna stick with every single person that ever played that game, forever. That that sound isn't going away. We're not gonna forget it. Uh, FF6, FF7, both incredible soundtracks. Tactics, uh, already mentioned by Jay. Uh, Castlevania, like all of the original four, had really great music. Um, Contra, great soundtrack, Contra. great eight-bit soundtrack, uh, and. Uh, Super Mario World was good. I don't remember if it's as good as like some of these other ones. I actually thought about Super Mario Brothers 3 and I have the soundtrack for it. And I've listened to it before. And the problem with Super Mario Brothers 3 is that it gets really, really repetitive. Hmm. It ends up being like each track is the same very basic eight or like 16 notes played over and over. Just the same. It gets really repetitive really fast. Uh, and then my last mention that I want to make is Battletoads. <laughs> Say whatever you want about the gameplay <laughs> oh, yeah. and all of the rest of it. The music of Battletoads is fucking killer. The pause screen music especially. <laughs> the pause screen music is eternal. That's gonna... It's just... The best. I want to hear a remix of that now. I'll do it. Sure, it's been done. Oh, no, oh, Robert. God. Not you. Oh, no. oh my God. All right, podcast <laughs> over. Good night, guys. <laughs> night, everybody. <laughs> you can use that, Battletoad creators, if you're listening. Microsoft, I, in other words. Gonna be honest with you, they're probably gonna shoot you. <laughs> uh, my, uh, the uh what am I trying to say right now? I don't know. Honorable mentions. Mickey Mouse Capades, DuckTales. DuckTales. I I was actually again, I was surprised no one had mentioned that one too. And I would actually also throw in Grim Fandango. The music in that game has turned out to be really actually good. It's not like music that you'd be like, oh I want to listen to this all day, but it's just really, really, really well done music. There's a lot of like New Orleans jazz 
in it, and it really is was really well done. I mean, I guess I have to throw out a couple more. Blaster okay. Master Ooh, and Double yeah. Dragon. That was a good I have to look up Double Dragon. I don't remember how that goes. Double Dragon has a lot of really good ones. Blaster Master, though, was awesome. Blaster Master was awesome. Yep. I hadn't played that yet. Uh, I talked about that a little bit last time. Mm-hmm. Um, would you rather... Be 10% smarter, but have a car alarm go off in your head at midday for 3.5 minutes or continue to live your life as is. Going to go with the second one. I'm good. I I guess. 10% smarter. What the fuck would that do? Dude, that's pretty significant. Especially like if you're as smart as me, where like it really adds up when you talk about percentages. Yeah, every point you can get right. Exactly. I'm thinking how percentages work, Robert. Okay, uh, emails! Those were good lists, by the way. We got two emails this week. How's that? For an email section. That's you hear cool. the cough? Yeah. That That's what Lisa. I think about it. That was not Lisa, that was Blake's girlfriend. Good try, though. Oh. Or Blake's mom, one or the other. Or they're one and the same. I think Lisa's just what? at Blake's house. Sorry, Jay. Lisa is definitely sick upstairs. Good try, though. That's what she told you. <laughs> Robert. 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 Oh, yeah. I right. knew. First one is from uh, Tommy. Otherwise known as Dresk. <laughs> I've been talking to him a lot, actually. Hey, guys. This is Tommy slash Dresk checking in again. So six months isn't too long between emails, right? Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't really... I haven't really devoted as much time as I expected to playing classic games since I last emailed you guys back in July. I spent 15 hours or so playing Breath of Fire 3, and I was really getting into it before I got really busy with some work situations and never picked it back up. I was just listening to your classic resolu- uh, to your classic gaming resolutions for the year, and I decided to make a few of my own. Mine may not be entirely classic gaming related, though, but whatever, here they are. One, play the play the original NES Legend of Zelda. Wow. I think that's a good response. Uh, Blake, what would your, what would your advice be to somebody who hasn't played this? Good luck. Quit your (laughs) job. Quit your job. (laughs) Understand that this game came out at a time where (laughs) translations were not done very well. So the hints you're going to get about the puzzles are going to be a little rough. Like what's the one where the guy in their, one part where the guy just says, like, you have to be stronger or something. Yeah, yeah, to get the second sword, the guy's like, come back when you're stronger. What the hell does that mean? Good luck figuring that one out on your own. Good luck also finding a hidden passageway just because you happen to burn a random bush on one of the 100 screens of the map, each of which have 200 bushes. Mm-hmm. I did that. I threw torches at everything. <laughs> everything! Oh yeah, oh yeah. I bombed every wall. Yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> Good luck. It is a fun game if you just basically if you just use a walkthrough, so you don't have to waste hours. Well, I mean, to a degree, but at the same time, some of the secrets are the fun of the game. Like that's what makes it a good time. Yeah, but yeah. Then I guess some of them really suck, and you never know which ones which. Uh huh. That's a good point. So anyway, yeah, good game. Definitely has some problems uh, as related to 
like modern game design. Um, okay, number two, make a conscious effort to spend more time playing classic games and less time vegetating on Netflix. <laughs> Sounds good. Three That's a good decision. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Three, play Final Fantasy X. Oh, good game. Uh. <laughs> it's an okay game. Shut up, Blake. <laughs> I hated eight. And I, who's that? <clears throat> I hated eight, and I can barely remember whether I played nine. I know I never gave ten a chance, so I feel like I should. Ten's better than eight, nine, right? I yes. think it's better than eight. It's comparable to nine. Really? I would. I yeah, like ten more than eight or nine. I like ten. I like ten more than both of them, but nine is is much better than eight. Personally. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. But it goes. It's a good order there. Nine is greater than eight, and ten is greater than nine. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I like. I, I, and eleven I, sucks dick. Final Fantasy ten is really good. Yeah, Excuse me. Wow. Thanks for that, Robert. I want to elaborate for a moment on my first resolution. One year ago, my father's older brother died. He, probably more than any other person, helped shape my love of gaming and computers. I would swap NES games with him, and later SNES games as well, and he would help me figure out some of the secrets and such in games. When I got stuck in the first Legend of Zelda, he let me borrow his notebook, where I was amazed to see he had mapped the entire game and all of the secrets he had found. That's awesome. <laughs> sounds like nice. a lot of people. He sounds like he played a lot of that game, because yeah. <laughs> I think we all did that, to be honest. That is cool. I should point out that I was six or seven at the time, so this would have been in 1990 or 1991, and there was no looking this up online. When I got stuck in Mist and in King's Quest VI, he helped me out with those as well. As I got older, we continued to play similar games and discuss what we enjoyed, but he continued to go back to the NES and SNES until his health got to the point where he couldn't really play games anymore. <laughs> That's That sounds like a pretty cool uncle. Yeah. Um... I know that we, I know that we're, uh, oh, I know that we're Uncle Roger alive and able to listen to your podcast. He would enjoy it. Thanks. Thanks, Tommy. Uh, so playing Zelda and probably a couple other games he loved will be my way of honoring his memory. His mem- That's awesome. Yeah, I think that is awesome. That sounds like tons of fun. Um, Robert, you mentioned planning to tackle King's Quest VI at some point. It is in many ways a huge improvement from five, but no going into it that you can still that you can still get completely stuck because of tiny mistakes. It is definitely intended to be difficult. That's good. That's that's. I would have kind of expected it to be pretty much there are these ridiculous little mistakes that you can do and cause the game to be unwinnable. But, but knowing that it's in, uh, significantly better than King's Quest VI, that, that gives me enough hope to at least enjoy it somewhat. So that's good to hear. Uh, Blake, I don't recall if this has been discussed on the podcast, but if not, I'll bring it up again here. Have you played Super Ghouls and Ghosts? I oh have. Oh my god. Do you know what that was on, Blake? Do you remember this? Nick Arcade? Um, it was like the most played god, game on Nick Arcade. That. Really? Holy uh-huh. shit. Mm-hmm. Nick Arcade. That's, I played it. Hey, I remember Nick Arcade? Mm-hmm. I remember. Ghost, it. Ghost was like their go-to. <laughs> I kind of remember that. I, well, Almost yeah. remember that now, yeah. Yeah. Was it just who can get farther? Like what? Who can get most points? Most points in this. Po- oh, that's yeah, right. Points. <laughs> they were all about the points back then. Mm-hmm. What a great, I would love to watch that game again or that show again. That's awesome. The main thing I remember about that game show is at the end where like the win- the kid who won like wore all the Velcro shit and ran oh, around yeah. <laughs> like Velcroing Velcroing games onto himself and he got to keep them yep. all. 
Oh, man. What an awesome show. Uh, anyway, he says, so, Blake, you have played it? Yes. Okay, yeah. I feel like it is one of the hardest games I've ever played, and I beat the original Battletoads on NES back in the day. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Damn. That's the, really impressive. Yeah. Part of the difficulty with this game is that the controls feel kind of unintuitive. Jumping and attacking can be can both be awkward at times. Once you get the hang of that, you have to deal with the fact that at least on the SNES, the game would occasionally lag. I guess the game was programmed with more visual activity than the system could actually handle display. I hate when it happens in old games. Yeah, even yeah, when the when like what's funny, we talked about speed running a little bit earlier. For a lot of the older games, that's part of the speed running technique. Is <laughs> sometimes in some games you have to take the time to go and kill enemies on the screen so that it doesn't lag as much, mm-hmm. because that saves you time. That's funny. Uh, yeah, so I guess the game was programmed with more visual activity than it could handle. Even with uh, the difficulty and controls, I remember really enjoying the game. It has a Metroidvania feel that I think you might enjoy. J. Ann Blake. I love the SNES entries of the Final Fantasy series. I love Secret of Mana and Secret oh. of Evermore. I love Chrono Trigger. Oh, yeah. Can you guys su- suggest some less well-known RPGs I might be able to find on PSX or PS2 that feel similar or... Even obscure SNES RPGs in that vein would be good. I plan to play Lufia 2 at some point. Ooh, Lufia wow. 2. Nice. That's a good starting point. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, I can't think of any that are like those games. I can think of a lot of them that are it's good like on the PlayStation. RPG RPGs, yeah. Well, they all, he just like says that. some less well-known RPGs for PSX or PS2. Oh, I, he does say that feels similar. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's that's Legend tough. of Mana, but that's not very not well-known. I have to recommend Valkyrie Profile. Saga Frontier is a good game, but it's oh, I didn't not, know you played Saga like, Frontier. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I love the first together. Saga Frontier. <laughs> I still have my strategy guide for the first Saga Frontier. That's funny. Yeah. Um, like, I'm trying to think of not well-known ones. For Did strategy, you like the Wild Star- Arms uh, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yeah, okay. I played the I played a lot of the first one, never beat it, and I played the third one and beat that one. But that's also PS2. Um, I, Lunar, Lunar Silver Star Story is pretty okay. It's it's a pretty different style from the Final Fantasies, though. It, it it's very similar in that it's the typical turn based kind of RPG, but. Um, I mean, there's Legend of Le- Dragoon and Legend of Lagaya. Dragoon a is a lo- good one. Dragoon is one that I need to play. A lot of other people love it. It's very slow. Battles take a long yeah. time. Like, you're talking a long, long time. Legend of Lagaya's story is not good. If you're looking for a good story game, Lagaya is not going to do it for you. But Legend of Lagaya does have a fairly interesting combat system that can be really engrossing if you want to try that one. Uh, strategy RPGs, I mean, there's, uh, Ark the Lad and Karsha are pretty, both pretty cool. And I, I would have to, I always have to re- recommend Valkyrie Profile. Anyone looking for good RPGs, I have to recommend Valkyrie Profile. They have the, a version of that out on Steam now, right? No, that's Valkyria Chronicles. That's oh. a PS3 oh, yeah. game. 
It's well. very different. <laughs> Never mind. That um, looks good, though, by the way. <laughs> I've played a little bit of it before. It's not bad. Okay. I'm trying to think of good Super Nintendo ones now, too. Um, I mean, okay, if you like Secret of Mana and you've never played Seiken Densetsu 3, it's basically Secret of Mana 2. How do you You have that? to find it. Uh, S-E-I-K-E-N, Seiken, and then Densetsu, D-E-N-S-E-T-S-U, and then 3. Fantastic game. Um, Super Nintendo games again. Uh, Seventh Saga is awful. Don't play it. Um, trying to like just go through my list here and hope that one or two of them catch my eye. Breath of Fire games, if you've never played them. Breath of Fire 2 is pretty good. Breath of Fire 3 is pretty good. Uh, what else, Jay? Can you really think of any? I'm trying to, but I also have wheat in my mouth. Perfect timing, Blake. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Literally, just put them out. Um, oh, sorry. Like, I, I was sitting here just, like, looking at the box, like, nah, it's a bad time. But Blake hasn't said anything for a while to you. Yeah, I could probably eat a wheat thing and get away with it. All right, let's go for it. I put it in my mouth. All right, Jay. What do you want to say here? Uh, Since we're talking about... Uh, good Super Nintendo games. I'll have to. Well, RPGs. Well, I don't have an RPG, but I can recommend Chester Cheetah: Too Cool to Fool. God. Oh man, that's just like the the Seven Up Spot. Was it called? Yeah. Oh man. That's oh, a great man. game. <laughs> <laughs> um, Earthbound. I've mentioned on the podcast. Earthbound's before. pretty good. Um, Earthbound is really good. I recommend. Mystic that. Quest was pretty fun. Uh, Mystic Quest. Is Earthbound. Old. Dude, don't hey. hate on Mystic Quest. Well, anyway, there you go. There's a few. There's a few ideas. There's a few, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then he says, "Keep making an awesome podcast." P.S. Please make Robert make a New Year's resolution to spend less time talking about Metal Gear. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Robert. It's okay. I'm back on the point and clicks now. That's true. Yeah, you've been on a big point and click kick recently. I have. Uh. Anyway. Tommy, thanks for the awesome email. Sorry to hear about your again, Uh Have fun playing Zelda. It is it is a fun game, but there are a few parts that will have you basically stabbing yourself. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. Like it you is have one to of those cheat. be like, how the fuck do I get through this part? And you'll be like that a lot. Like was it the seventh castle where the, the oh my god. I don't really. <sighs> Anyways, I played this about two years ago, and it it is aside from the like fucking stupid puzzles it is actually a pretty challenging game like just the actual basic gameplay like i was surprised at like maybe i'm just not that good at stuff like this but i was really surprised at how many times i died just trying to like get from place to place mm-hmm. it's a it's a and not like it's incredibly difficult it's just like i feel like it's just it wasn't super easy like i thought it was going to be it's it's gotta rush challenging. the blue ring man you gotta rush the blue ring makes the game easy uh, what does that do? I don't remember. Half damage. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and then you can get something else that get, that takes you, like, quarter damage, right? Yeah, red ring. Okay. Alright, well, there you go. We got one more email, though. This is from Shane Sanderson. He oh, okay. Our, he was our first... Yeah, let's say. Okay, he was our first, uh, email writer. Hello, all. Happy New Year and all that. Thought I would drop you a line to tell you what games I've been into recently. 
I was aiming to finish the PS1 RPG Grandia last year, but it ended up bleeding. Hey, I need but, to play that. But it ended up, is that, oh, you haven't played that yet? No, no, not yet. But it ended up bleeding over to this year, but I finally got to the end of that in early January. Happy to see that Blake, I think, it's been a few days since I heard the last podcast, was thinking of taking it on. Good game. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Good game. Pretty sure he will dig. Be interested in hearing his thoughts. As of, uh, Jay, Blake, do you want to give us your preliminary thoughts without having played the game? I don't know what to expect from it whatsoever. Okay. As of today, I just finished Resident Evil Dead Aim, which was a bit of a forgotten game that was lost in the slurry of awful Resident Evil games that came out. It was decent enough to play. Characters, voice acting, and story, absolute trash, but worth playing. Pretty short game, too. I don't remember. I don't remember anything about that game. Either. I've also been playing Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. That was a good one. As I found it in an old second-hand shop for... Uh, one euro fifty. I guess so that's, that's about, about three bucks, is what he says. No, way less than that. It's one point three is the ratio, so it's like uh, almost so two dollars. Like, okay, yeah. classic game. As for New Year's resolutions, during last year I picked up, up a ton of games, so this year I'd actually like to play some of them. I got a heap. Of, I know how you feel. I've got a heap of RPGs that I've never played before. Played any of these? If so, are they any good? All right, here's what he's got. Eternal Saga. Played it, and is it good? Blake, haven't you played that? No. Oh, I thought you played it. My bad. Nope. Mm-mm. All right, Breath of Fire Dragon Quarter. I've heard... Dragon Dragon Quarter, I've heard, is like not a Breath of Fire game, but it's a good game. Okay. So, oh. if you go into it not expecting a Breath of Fire experience, you might be okay. Okay. Dragon Quest V. Um, I'm trying to remember if that's the one that I've played through. I think I have. I've played through 4 and 5. 5 had... Hold on, let me double check. Um, Was this the one with the monster? Okay. I did not like 5 as much as I liked 4. Most people love Dragon Quest V, though. It was okay to me. Um, I really recommend Dragon Quest 4. I thought the story portion of the game was a lot of fun. Dragon Quest 5, you have monster party members. It's random which ones you recruit. You, it, it's, uh, cause you fight the monsters, you kill them, and then when you kill them, there's a chance that they join your team. It can be very grindy. It's very annoying in that That's respect. Neat. It's a neat idea, but I was not a fan of it. It's okay. Okay. Uh, Dark Chronicle. Man, miss, 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 miss. Dark Chronicle. That sounds familiar. Is that all he says? Just want, Dark that's Chronicle? all it says. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's like the European title of the game, and maybe it's called something else. Let's see. Dark Chronicle. Uh, Dark Cloud. Or Dark Cloud. Oh, Dark Cloud I played two. Dark Cloud. Dark Cloud 2. Hold on, let me look at the official Yeah, oh my god, this is an old game. Yeah, I, I know this in Dark a bundle Cloud. a while ago. And Dark Cloud 2. I'm trying to remember what this game is like, though. Holy shit. It's been a long time. I bought this, like, at, an, at a shop. Like, it was, like, a bundle, like, 10 games for $10 or something. I and watched I played... a friend of mine play Dark th- play through Dark Cloud 2. It 
it was quite long. Uh, oh, really? So be prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, I'm looking at a thing online. It looks very long. It looks like all oh, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, according on this Google search, it popped up a few reviews and I got nine out of 10 from IGN 4.5 out of five Metacritic and 9.1 out of 10 by GameStop. Nobody cares about GameStop. So, uh, that's what that says. This says, oh wow, uh, how long to beat? Says the main story, just basically like the minimum to beat the game is 47 and a half hours. Oh wow, that's a lot. That's a huge time investment. (laughs) Yeah. Not to mention, I mean, there's a lot of other side stuff that can, you can get distracted with. Yeah, yeah. It'll probably hours. be a 50 or 60 hour game pretty easily. It says main plus extra is 61 and a half. Holy shit, dude. That's incredible. Yeah. That's like Final Fantasy 7 shit right there. Final Fantasy 7 did not take me 61 hours to beat. To do everything? It's 100%. Ah, uh, well, no. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah isn't that, isn't 100% more like 80 hours probably? Yeah, or more. Probably if you so, actually yeah. like, yeah, if you sit there and level and level and level and level, oh my god, it'll take you. Well, and it. I mostly meant just like getting Knights of the Round, getting the gold chocobo, and killing all the weapons. I don't, that shouldn't take too much longer than. That's pretty long. Because you have to remember, that's you have to level. Long time. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. That's like 80 hours probably. Yep, yeah, that's his right. Um, and then his last one that he asked about is Star Ocean. Star Ocean, the first the second one? story? Uh, he says PS2, I can't remember the subtitle. Oh, um... Probably. And does that till the end of time? Mm-hmm. That's a really good there one. There were two of them on the PS2. Yeah. I played till the end of time. Very good game. Very fun. Okay. I... Hold on. I'm trying to remember which one is which. Um... I think we've talked about this before. I am not a fan whatsoever of Till the End of Time. I really kind of hate Till oh, the End of Time. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think we have talked yeah. about this. Yeah, so I, it's been a while since I played it. But my, I watched my girlfriend play it recently, too, which is cool. Oh, yeah. It was nice to get a little bit of a refresher on it. but Yeah, I, I would... Well, I, I like the Star Ocean series. They're very unique games. That's a really, really, really solid list, though. That's going to keep you occupied for the rest of 2015, <laughs> I bet. At least. Just, just fucking Dark Cloud alone. Yeah. Shit <laughs> out of here. Okay. Uh, he says, anyway, take it easy. Well, Thanks, dude. Shane. Good email. Thanks also, Tommy. Uh, everyone else, make sure you send us an email, too, so you can be as cool as these guys. Yeah, these are, like, the coolest people ever. Yeah. All right, right, guys. Now we're not going to get any more emails ever. Thanks for making it possible. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be the coolest kid in school. All right. We're on a streak. I think we're on a four-episode streak now for emails. Dude. Dude. Fans are killing it. Thanks. Jessica's great. Jessica loves emails. I love it. Or Tommy. Um, And then I guess it's off to uh, uh, Modern Gaming Subcast. Yay. Can we just stick with that title? Is that the name now? I think that's it. Sure. Alright. Uh, what you guys have been playing besides, besides classic games? I have been playing the shit out of Darkest Dungeon. Alright, I, I watched you play it for like five minutes. It looks pretty awesome, but I need to hear some more about it. It is a roguelike RPG. Um, 2D style. Think of like XCOM if anybody out there's ever played oh, the XCOM oh, oh. games. But like the ones? yeah, like 
XCOM enemy unknown. Okay. Enemy within whatever. Except with a gothic skin instead of the futuristic. And, I mean, what else can I say about it? It's got that heavy RNG, like, where if you miss an attack, something bad is probably going to happen to your team. Um, it's got even, it's even got like the, uh, resource management where you have to upgrade your town and buy, like, improve your buildings and all this stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Is it kind of like, uh, like Rogue Legacy where it holds over? Yeah, the town upgrades stay there even if your adventure, your outing doesn't go well or anything like that. The town is a permanent thing. Um, your characters can die, there's permadeath. Uh, God, I just cannot stop playing the game. There's a, right now there are, I want to say, ten different classes. They're adding two or four more in the future. And all the classes have very different abilities. Each class has, uh, eight different possible abilities. You can upgrade those. You can upgrade their equipment. The abilities determine, uh, what the best position in the party is going to be for them. Uh, there are four different slots in combat. So you have four characters whenever you go out of the town. And depending on where you put the people, they can only use certain abilities. Uh, you form them up in a line. There are four spots in the line. You put them in that order. The first position can do certain attacks. Second position, you can only use some of your attacks from there, etc., etc. And the fun of it is like finding the best way to manage your party and still have like a functioning party in case the one that you're sending out this time comes back from their adventure and they're all messed up and they need a day hmm. off. Uh, the big thing that makes this probably stand out a lot more from a lot of other games is that this, it's, it, like I said, it's gothic, so it's got, uh, it's, it's kind of inspired by Lovecraft. It's very Lovecraftian. So it's got this, uh, horror element. It's, and your characters go through stress. And if their stress maxes out, they start to go crazy and they bring the rest of the party down. So you have to have a group of adventurers. You can't just have your main four and just use them all the time because sure. they're going to get stressed out eventually. They get burned out. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to like mix and match all these different teams and level them up in different ways and all this crazy stuff. And it is so much fun to manage everything in that game. It's I cannot stop playing it. I've put 25 hours almost into it right now. <laughs> and it like and I didn't even come out. <laughs> It's not even technically out. It's only in early access right now. It is one of the two best early access titles I've ever touched. Nice. Are you going to be uh, streaming some more of it? I will be, but I don't know when. Um, I might do it this week. I might do it like uh, tomorrow. I might do it Friday. I'm probably going to do Isaac. But uh, I love the game. I do definitely want to play it sometime on stream again. And where can where can people find that if they want to watch you? Um, I'm over at twitch.tv slash slackaholicus. I'm going to be doing my Final Fantasy XII playthrough on there as well. Oh, nice. So if you want to check that out, uh, I just started it today. I'm going to be playing some of it offline, but I don't want to do a lot of the story stuff offline. So, uh, be sure to tune in for that. And for maybe Darkest Dungeon at some point, too. Nice. I think I'll probably end up getting this game, Darkest Dungeon, because it looks really I watched somebody play it on Twitch, and I was really bored, honestly, but... You make it sound way more interesting than it looked. 
it's like just watching it, it can be difficult to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. But it was being promoted like crazy, though, which was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people were playing it. Mm -hmm. Jay, you been playing anything? Mm, Just still playing a lot of Heroes of the Storm. Blizzard's new MOBA. It's pretty fun. Oh, is it still holding up for you? Uh, it's pretty fun. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, playing, obviously, I was playing Heroes and or Heroes of Might and Magic and Poppy's a lot too. So, but no, it's a pretty good game. It's super casual. It's nice. One of these days, I will get my Battle.net account unlocked. I beat Dishonored. Congrats! Oh, nice. Thank you. I forgot you were playing that. Yeah. Uh, pretty good. I thought it ended pretty well. And. Uh, I also started playing and beat Super Time Force Ultra. Started playing and beat, guys. Make sure to notice that part of that statement. <laughs> I started playing this game and I already beat it. <laughs> like how quickly you glazed over that. <laughs> uh, and it was Funny. the game. Super Time Force is tons of fun. I highly recommend it. It's a. Uh, it's like a 2D. It, it just came out like. I, it just that came on, out a while back, didn't it? It came out a while back, but it wasn't available on PC until like a couple months ago. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, about three, yeah. yeah, something like that. It's uh it's a two D uh scri- side scrolling shooter and the way it works is you only have like thirty seconds or something like that to get through a level. Uh and your characters have one life each, but what happens is you can, first of all, you can get like little power ups that gives you extra time throughout the level. But more importantly, whenever you die, you uh, can rewind and then spawn a new character at any point uh, on the timeline that you've that you've gone through so far. And then so they'll be going along, but your first character is still there also. So the first character is still there jumping around and shooting bad guys and stuff, and uh, and so it helps you out and makes it a little bit easier while you're trying to go through on the second person. And you can do that up to 30 times on any given play th- on, on, on any given level. The thing that's really fun about that, aside from, like, uh, you having, like, multiple characters on screen of the, like, of your playthroughs in the past couple times that you died, uh, the thing that's really cool is when you get to boss battles, a lot of the time, the boss battle, like, you don't have enough time to... Uh, deal enough damage to kill the boss in the time that you have left on the level. But if you get there and then you have like 10 of your guys all shooting the boss all at the same time, then you'll kill them a lot quicker. So, uh, and, and on, on top of that, there are a lot of characters that you can unlock and they're all, they're all pretty unique. And they're all really fun too. There's, there's, there's a really funny sense of humor throughout the whole game. Like one of the characters, uh, I was telling Jay the other day, like the general who's kind of in charge of the Super Time Force, he has two eye patches. Uh, you also unlock a dinosaur at one point. You go you you go back in dinosaur ages to kill the meteor that killed all the dinosaurs, just because the general says that it would be so awesome if dinosaurs could coexist with us. It's like everything you're doing is like, oh, wouldn't this be awesome? Let's go do it. So like that's the that's the entire rationale for basically everything that you do in the game. Uh, you can unlock a dinosaur character, and he looks just like the teenage dinosaur on the uh, the dinosaur sitcom. I don't remember what it was called years ago. Oh, dinosaurs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, there you go. You will un- you can unlock a dolphin that has like a like a like a laser type gun. 
uh, it's the game is like tons of fun. And what's also cool is whenever you finish a level, you can go back and watch the whole like timeline with all of your people at once. And it's really fun to watch that play through and then like see at the very end where it's like a hundred thousand of your characters all like blowing up the boss at the same time. This is and aside from that, like just the actual controls, the controls are really responsive. The gameplay itself, just the shooting and all that, is really fun. Uh, I, I the the developers of this game just absolutely nailed it. So I highly recommend Super cool. Time Force Ultra. Super Time Force Ultra. Mm-hmm. And I think that's it. Sounds good for this episode of the Classic Gaming Podcast with Robert Ring. With Robert Ring. <laughs> Anything that you guys want to add before we uh, say good, say our goodbyes? No. All right, no, then. I'm good. Well, as always, email us at mail at classicgamingpodcast.com. Let's keep the awesome emails coming. Give us amazing reviews on the iTunes store. Uh, check us out on our website, classicgamingpodcast.com. Our Twitter account, which I don't think I've posted anything on in one month. <sighs> yeah, thanks is, for that, Rob, by the way. Is at Class Games Cast. Is that it? That's yeah. it. Yeah. You guys play some awesome games. Tell us about them, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. <laughs>